Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Luke Holloway, editor of The Journal. In this episode, I'll be speaking to Florence Dennis and Kevin Forbes. In this episode of the podcast, we discuss the power of volunteering, along with the importance of common strategy and purpose for local institutes, regional committees and membership societies. I'm joined by Flo Dennis, Vice President of the Insurance Institute of Leicester, and Kevin Forbes, Chairman of the Hanson Dorset PFS Regional Committee. Here's my conversation with Flo and Kevin. Hello, Flo, and hello, Kevin, and thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Hi, Luke. Hi Luke, thanks for having us. You're very welcome and yeah, it's a real pleasure to, to speak with you today. So Flo, if we could start with you, um, you've recently finished your tenure as President of the Insurance Institute of Leicester. You've now become Vice President. You obviously have had a, a strong connection with the Chartered Insurance Institute during your career. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've been involved with the CII, particularly at a local level? Yeah, of course. So I suppose I first ever heard about the CII um, when I joined overall insurance broking and started doing my exams. But I suppose I first got involved with the local institutes in 2016 when I took on the role of chair of the Next Generation Committee. Um, So I attended my first AGM the following year. And I haven't really looked back since. I've sort of done the Next Gen role, communications role, deputy president in 2020 and then took on the president's role in 2021 and as you said I am now sort of vice president of that institute. Um, I did also, I've totally forgot about it but I undertook the CII journal didn't I a couple of years ago and so that was really really fun and enjoyed that talking about all things exams and studying so. You did. Yeah, you've obviously yeah had a lot of involvement in a lot of different ways, which shows, you know, um, that, that how kind of wide reaching membership is and all the different varieties of, of ways you can get involved. Uh, Kevin, you're currently chairman of the Hanson Dorset PFS Regional Committee. Can you tell us a little bit about your role there and some of the work you do with the Personal Finance Society? Yeah, sure. I think I took the role on just after the, the RDR came into place in 2012, I think about 2013, I was asked to be chairman for a year. And then they decided they couldn't get rid of me because uh, because um, I was so bad that they wanted to follow my footsteps. So I've been doing a one year role for probably eight or nine years now. But I think it's a really important role, uh, one that I really enjoy. So I don't think I'm very important. I think the role is really important. And so to try and support the, the local financial advisor community, we cover two uh, counties, Hampshire and Dorset, as, as is in the name, and two uh, local insurance institutes, so Southampton and Bournemouth are in there as well. So. It's been good fun working with those over over the, over that period as well. And, and is it a kind of, I mean, how regular is the role as chairman? Is it a kind of to do with main, the main events that go on throughout the year? Is it kind of shaping the, the content that you'll share and good practice, that kind of stuff? The roles really change. So when I first started doing it, I basically got a laptop, turn up at a hotel with maybe 20 or 30 attendees, and you had to pretty much plan the whole day yourself. From now, it's changed completely. So it's a quarterly meeting. And now we have 200 to 220, 230 delegates turn up once a quarter. And nearly all the content, 90% of the content is done centrally. And it's all super professional now with sound man. I remember in the early days, we were sat there with them trying to work out how to get the microphone to go for the speakers and stuff. 
But now it, it's um, a very slick show and I just stand up front and wave and take all the credit when it goes well and blame everybody else if it goes poorly ever, which is, like, which is less often now, has less to do with me. So it's, it's a very organised and slick setup now. I go to some local institute ones and they tend to be smaller affairs and still run locally. Uh, but the, the personal finance stuff is now done by a very good, a very good team. Excellent. And, and Flo, I mean, have you found a, a similar thing with your, your presidency? Obviously, it was on the back of COVID where there was restrictions, the way that the Institute was delivering content had to change and delivering events. I mean, how, how did your role kind of progress as you were president and now you're vice president? Are there similar themes for you? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it was a crazy couple of years, but the Institute the way they adapted sort of overnight to the complete unknown with getting online with the webinars rather than face-to-face seminars yeah it, it was outstanding really we just cracked on and made sure we were still supplying the good content to our uh, members yeah excellent and, and and Flo what do you feel the core purpose of of the local institutes are when people think of it you know they might think of those those events or that annual dinner but there is obviously a lot more that that you deliver throughout the year and in a lot, lot more ways to to help with career progression and personal development and, and networking as well absolutely um so like you say the core purpose is definitely to provide educational content to assist members with the cpd requirements um but also providing like workshops for the examinations you know we've in my year we launched an ACII program I know Sue's going to launch a diploma program because you know we like to promote ongoing professional development and it's a key role of a local institute to do that as well as like you say the social events which were postponed in the pandemic but they are thankfully making a comeback now and I'm really looking forward to it. Excellent and uh, and Kevin in terms of you know the financial advice profession obviously there's there's a huge amount of technical knowledge and regulation and, and that kind of thing that goes along with being in the personal finance profession do you feel that that's an important part of your role to help deliver that kind of learning and and good practice? Yeah, I think uh, it's the the region and the whole personal finance society has evolved. I think when when we first started these quarterly meetings, it was mostly because because of after RDR, people had to have CPD, so they had to get their, their thirty five hours a year of some quality training and development. So it was useful for that. So I think people came along uh, for those purposes. But I think it's as it's grown, the numbers are grown. It becomes also a bit of a networking thing. So people meet their friends. A lot of financial planners and financial advisors at work very much on their own. So lots of one-man band and two-man bands that get to see and meet other peers very often so they can share some ideas and just meet up with their friends and have a chat in the breaks and the lunch and stuff. So I think that's been a part of it. And we've also evolved from just putting on the quarterlies to lots more training events, um, like exams, locations. Like you said, there's lots and lots of qualifications. So we, we think we had the most comprehensive training program in our region, not thanks to me, thanks to one of my brilliant volunteers uh, in the country. I think we put on like 75 training, professional training days events last year to help people get to chartered status. And also now we've uh, started a bit more diploma courses and trying to use those meetings as, a, as an opportunity to encourage firms to think about succession planning and invite some younger uh, uh, students and people along, placement students, graduates to, to come along and, and feel part of the in the future of financial planning, really. 
Excellent. Um, now, the CII group recently completed the Shaping the Future Together consultation, and a strong theme to come out of that was, was making sure that the, the Chartered Insurance Institute and the Personal Finance Society increasingly collaborate on a local level. Florence, how do you think that the local institutes and the regional committees can benefit from working together more closely? Across the regions, I think that's really important because we can share content and ideas to make sure our members are getting the most out of the local institute and therefore their membership because ultimately they are paying to be a member and to use their, their letters after their qualification. So it's important that we make sure we're putting on that content and if sharing ideas across the regions can do that more effectively, then it's a no-brainer really. And Kevin, would you agree with that, that, that obviously advisors, brokers, um, insurers can all benefit from from working more closely together across the professions? Yeah, definitely. And I was very surprised when I first took over that as a region, uh, regional committee from the, from the PFS, we had zero budget, no, no ability to do anything. So I went to some, I went to Southampton and to Bournemouth's local institute uh, meetings and found out they got hundreds of millions of pounds in their accounts. And, and actually a willingness to try and share that with us. And nobody ever really asked for anything before from our perspective, even though we'd, we were, were joint. So collaborated with them a lot. We put in PFS member into Bournemouth Institute first to become president, which made a big difference. And then we've increased the numbers on the committee there of, of uh, PFS members rather than you know, pure sort of general side. And then a couple of years ago, we had one of my committee members uh, here uh, as, a, as a financial advisor was the president of Southampton, which was the first time that had ever happened in their, uh, all their years. And that was really useful. And then, so both sides get to see, and, and currently back in board now, just been voted in is, is um, Chris Bibbs, the president, and he's um, a financial advisor as well. So it's really useful because they we didn't understand what they were doing. They didn't understand who we were. I think, yeah, eight or nine years ago, it was two completely separate entities. Whereas now there's a lot of collaboration between the two, try to uh, sort of support each other's events. Um, weirdly, the, um, the CII uh, members need to be more, have more social events than we do on the, the financial advice side. But that, that collaboration is, is really useful because, I, to be honest, I had no idea when I, when I took over as chairman what, what the other lot did. I don't think they had any idea who we rather just thought some chap with long hair turned up and, and asked for some money and, and probably were shocked. And um, so, yeah, so, so that's been really useful. And I think the more time we spend together, the better. Uh, there's obviously some politics involved in that uh, and people wanting to make sure they feel protected and not marginalised anyway. So I'm sure that's going to work out okay in the end as long as everybody feels com- confident because it's slightly different cultures on, on the general side and, and the advice side and, and very different um, makeup of membership regarding, like I say, most general insurers. There's some huge firms out there. There's not so many like that way in financial planning. And our numbers are much smaller than than on the CII side, the general brokerage side. So, but I think the more everybody works together, there's more collaborations, opportunities for business for people. I'm sure, which is you know, why not look after each other if it's appropriate? So I think it's really really important, and, and I'm really pleased the way that's gone in our region. Fantastic. And yeah, hopefully that's being kind of mirrored around the UK that it's it's great to hear those connections are being made. And as you say, it's mutually beneficial. It can be valuable to both the local institutes and, and regional committees, even though there are quite you know differences that you can you can build that relationship that can can help you both, which is, is fantastic. I mean, one thing that is similar across both, Kevin, is is the importance of volunteers. I mean, how obviously you work with volunteers throughout the committee, I'm sure, and how important are they to how the personal finance society works? 
well, ev- yeah, everybody on my committee is a volunteer and, and, and they're absolutely fantastic. So, again, when I started, the committee was quite small and uh, w- I worked quite hard to just try and get more people involved. So it would be ballooned up to quite a big committee then, too big probably. And then people generally, you know, some people just lost a bit of interest or it wasn't for them, but we were left with the people that were really keen. And, um, and I've got a fantastic committee. The amount of effort some of them put in is fantastic. And other people put in put in less, but that's because that's what their time allows. So um, the volunteering thing doesn't have to be onerous. It doesn't have to be wearing a hair shirt and spending 50 hours a week on professional body work. It could be an hour a month or something, but some of, the, some of my volunteers are just exceptional and, and put in so much effort for free. And, and um, I'm, I'm amazed, really. And the more effort they put in, the better quality of stuff they do, the more credit I get for everything that goes on. So that's even better for me. And um, But, yeah, so we wouldn't have, you know, I said there were probably 70-odd events last year, training events with hundreds and hundreds of people attending that wouldn't have been on without those volunteers. So lots of people have now chartered or diploma or got a fellowship because of, the extra effort that some of uh, my team of volunteers did. So it, you know, it's a, a lifeblood of, of the personal finance society side for sure. Excellent. And, and um, Flo, would you echo that, that, you know, it's volunteers that really drive the, the local institutes for the, for the CII. I mean, obviously you work alongside many yourself. Um, how vital are they to the work you do? Massively. So much goes on behind closed doors that people don't even realise. You know, for every event that's put on, there's been someone negotiating the cost, finding the speakers, putting it on the website, marketing it online, you know, and that's all done in their spare time. Everybody has a full time day job. So, yeah, everyone on the councils are just amazing and put in so much time towards helping our local members. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, and, and Flo, it's obviously, you know, it, as you say, it, it's extra effort that people put in and it's their, their time that they give. But obviously, you know, it can be very rewarding as well. I mean, you've been involved with the CII on, on many levels throughout your career. How has it benefited your professional development as, you, as you've gone along and been involved with the CII? Oh, hugely. I mean, um, I can't explain how beneficial it is to sit in a room of people, like-minded people. It, you know, me being quite young myself, I'm in a room of experienced, qualified professionals who care about the profession probably more than I do and that says a lot because I'm a bit of a nerd and the things I've learned from everybody on the Leicester Institute and in the wider region are just endless they're an amazing group of professionals and you know I even found a mentor in Julie Rayson Flynn on on my council and they don't just help me on the roles on the institute it's also in my personal career you know with advice and support so yeah Good, honest feedback, I think, is key to growing as a person and a professional. And that's what you get when you join a local institute. Amazing. And um, so this month sees the first Ambassadors in Action Conference, which has an emphasis on sharing good practice and developing the local relationships that we've spoken about. Um, Kevin, what are you looking forward to to discussing with representatives or what are you hoping comes out of, of, of events like Ambassadors in Action? Uh, quite excited, actually, because it's the first sort of joint one this way. We've had some PFS meetings in the past, but just PFS. So it'd be nice to meet people from a slightly different business background. But it's actually, it's just what you said, actually, is the most, most exciting thing, really, is, is meeting other people. Uh, and I'm a bit of a magpie, so if something I can steal an idea of somebody that's willing to share it with me and run with it and then claim it as my own later on and friend on clever, then I'll always do that. Uh, so it's just great to hear what other people are doing and, and see if we can adapt that in any way in our region. And if people want to listen to anything, that we're doing always really happy to share and, and also help out we do collaborate quite a bit with a few other 
of the local PFS regions uh, around us as well already. So from making friends at these sort of meetings in the past. So, and then, of course, hopefully we'll have a few beers in the evening as well, which is always an advantage to any meeting you go to, to have a couple of drinks with your buddies and um, a little sing song or something. You never know, do you? <laughs> Look forward to that, certainly. Uh, and Flo, would you um, would you echo that in terms of you know how valuable it is to to network at these events and meet people from not just around your local area, but you know people in institutes kind of all across the UK gives you a chance to you know meet those people perhaps for the first time and uh, build new relationships and you know share the good work you're doing. Absolutely, uh, like Kevin said, sharing ideas is so important because another institute could be doing something which you've never even thought of, and particularly I'm keen to see how other regions do collaborate between CII and the PFS and the joint events they do. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the other institutes are returning to face-to-face events and managing the sort of hybrid way of doing things as well. Excellent. Well, we'll certainly be sharing all the kind of good work that comes out of the Ambassadors in Action event that takes place and across all our TII and PFS channels. Um, so, so finally, both, I mean, um, Flo, staying with you, what would you say to any listeners that, you know, have wondered about getting involved with their local institute, haven't quite made that jump or worried about time management? I mean, how would you encourage members to get involved and, and what advice would you give? Just do it, give it a go, attend a meeting, see what you think. I can guarantee you'll learn something or meet someone that, you know, sparks something inside of you. Um, if, you if you're anybody with a passion for the profession and the future of it, the local institutes are the place to be. So just, I think Kevin said it earlier, um, it's not always as onerous as it sounds. You know, you think, oh, you have to put, there is a lot of time involved, but everyone helps each other. So, you know, it, you can put in a little and a lot just give it a go. And Kevin, any final thoughts from you? As you mentioned earlier, you know, you plan to be chairman for a year and it's ended up being uh, nearly a decade, it sounds like now, but you know, you can get in, involved as little or as much as you want. And would you recommend it highly to, to anyone listening to get involved with their local uh, committee? Yeah, definitely. Like like you said about getting involved and, and like Flo said about just do it, turn up and if you don't, it doesn't suit you, um, then that that's cool. It doesn't have to. And other people have got different strengths to each other. So the reason I'm chairman is because some people don't like to stand in front of 200 people and talk, whereas uh, I'm a show off, so I don't mind that. But, but they do tons of better work than I do behind the scenes. Uh, so there's, there's something for everybody. And, and you know, um, like Flo said, it, you, you will get something out of it. You, you just, just will. If you, if you throw yourself into it and make an effort, whether that's an hour a month or 10 hours a month or, or more, like some of my... Uh, more amazing uh, volunteers too, then you you will get something back out of it. Uh, so um, I'd, I would highly recommend it. Fantastic. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you uh, and we look forward to the great work you'll do in the future, I'm sure. So thank you, Flo, and thank you, Kevin, for speaking to us today on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Flo. Thanks, Kevin. And thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to find out more, you can visit us at thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at CII Group. So until next time, thanks for listening to CII Radio and goodbye. <laughs>